Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach Laura Kelly teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hi, colleagues. Whenever or wherever you are, welcome to Episode 5 of the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Kelly, and today I'm going to talk about procrastination. Now, I could do a whole course on procrastination, and I basically do, but in this short episode, I'm going to give you some real tips to stop procrastinating, or at least reduce it. If you find you need more help, feel free to contact me for one-on-one coaching or take my next course when it comes up. Now, if you procrastinate, congratulations, you have a normal human brain. We all procrastinate from time to time. After all, it's only natural to put off till tomorrow what you really don't want to do today. Some of us procrastinate more than others. And the issue is that if procrastination is having a net negative consequence in your life, it's time to do something about it and not put it off to a later date. We know that there is a net negative consequence if procrastination is getting in the way of the results you want to achieve in your life. Do you find yourself constantly putting things off until tomorrow, a tomorrow that may never come? Important things like working out, starting a sleep schedule, big projects at work, etc. Do you find yourself beating yourself up for putting things off? Then it's time to do something about it. First, as I mentioned earlier, some procrastination is the function of a normal human brain. Our brains are designed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and exert as little energy as possible. This is known as a motivational triad. So it stands to reason that we are going to struggle to find motivation to tackle tasks that we perceive as big, boring projects. This is the opposite of what our brains want us to do. Take it easy, watch Netflix, and eat chips. Our normal human brains want to protect us from discomfort. So they will offer us all kinds of excuses and all kinds of activities to avoid the one thing we need to accomplish. Doing seemingly hard things is hard. I've struggled with procrastination throughout my life until recently. In fact, I detested doing things that were even remotely difficult for me and found myself giving up on projects as soon as they got difficult or boring. Remember what I said about science in episode four? I have a mountain of adult coloring books and half-finished knitting projects as proof. In school, most subjects, aside from math, came very easy to me. I found that I didn't have to study to do well. I also found that I could get by without doing most of my homework. I also didn't have a lot of adult supervision to make sure I did study and do homework. As a result, I developed very bad habits and found doing work to be a chore. In college, it got a little better because I was more engaged in the material. I also found that I could complete a Bachelor of Arts, which greatly reduced the difficult coursework for me. It wasn't until law school that I really had to study, and it was a complete shock to my system. The truth is that I spiraled into a very deep depression and was placed on academic supervision after my first semester. Fortunately, not failing out of law school became a great motivator, along with seeking mental health care. I was able to bounce back. But whenever motivation was lacking, I found myself procrastinating or quitting. What changed for me was discovering the thought model I explained in episode four and episode two and receiving a lot of coaching. My coach taught me a version of the time management system that I now teach. Managing my mind allowed me to manage my schedule, 
which allowed me to overcome procrastination. I say largely because I still have my moments. I am not a perfect person, and it is a process. I still have, from time to time, what is now known in the house as binge-watch weekends. (laughs) We are not self-improvement projects. We are human beings with human brains trying to do the best we can in this world. Remember, when we are procrastinating, usually what comes up for us is a thought, I don't want to do this. The feelings that usually come from that are things like dread, fear, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, annoyance, irritation, boredom, etc. And frankly, when we put off a task we don't want to do, we generally feel immediate relief for a short period of time. Then the inner critic gets a hold and starts giving us grief and judgment and shame. I'm here to tell you that the inner criticism you give yourself is not a rich source of motivation. Quite the contrary. It's a rich source of further avoidance and sometimes negative coping mechanisms like overeating, overdrinking, and overscrolling. So finally, what you came for. How do you stop procrastinating? Well, I didn't really get around to writing that part. I meant to, so I'll tell you next episode. Only kidding. First, please try to speak to yourself kindly and with love. You deserve it. You accomplish so much on a daily basis. Lift yourself up. You are worthy. You are lovable. And you have an enormous value for this world. Negative self-talk and negative self-judgment are hindrances. The sooner you learn to speak to yourself kindly, the sooner you will see better results in your life. I promise you this. Second, you must gain awareness of what's going on in your mind. When you find yourself procrastinating, I would challenge you to ask yourself why. What is it about the task you don't want to do? Why don't you want to do something about it? What feelings come up for you? Go back to episode four and work your thought downloads and thought models. You must recognize what is going on in your mind. It's a fascinating place. I promise. Third, tackle large projects by breaking them down into small, manageable, results-oriented chunks. I love the word chunk. Anywho, when I say results-oriented, I mean write down what will be accomplished in the time frame given on your calendar. An example is for a brief, write facts, outline the issues, draft conclusion. These results-oriented smaller tasks give us a feeling of accomplishment, and build momentum. Fourth, complete 80% of the task with permission to complete B plus work. My coach says B minus, but we are lawyers and I know that B minus may be a bridge too far. Getting 80% done first builds momentum. Doing at a B plus level helps us refrain from perfectionism that keeps us from getting started. You will have an opportunity to edit and revise, but first you have to get it done. So start with the 80%. Finally, work without distraction. If you are meeting with your number one client, you wouldn't allow your meeting to be interrupted by phone calls, emails, and less important tasks, would you? No, you would not. You would be completely focused on your client and the respect that she deserves. Let me offer that you are your most important client. Indeed, you are the CEO of your life. You deserve the same level of respect. Don't be afraid to set your email to an away message, turn off your phone, and focus on your tasks without distraction. You will be amazed at how quickly you can accomplish your task when you aren't bombarded with notifications. 
build this into your workday and put it into your calendar. You deserve uninterrupted time to get down to business. If you've tried these tips and you're still struggling, perhaps it's time to invest in working one-on-one with a coach. I can help you gain awareness and vision of blind spots. I can help you see the obstacles in your way and develop strategies to eliminate them. If that sounds like something you're interested in, email me at laura at thejoyfulattorney.com. I sincerely hope that this helps you eliminate procrastination in your life. As always, please feel free to send me your questions, comments, and tips. Until next time. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.